0: and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in this special Christmas edition of the Deeper Christian Podcast, I want to talk about the sign of His coming. Let's dive in. Well, today is Christmas. Merry Christmas. I hope you just have a rich, wonderful time with your families and just bask in the reality of all that Jesus is. And my prayer for you is that this day wouldn't be so much a day about presents or getting things as much as it is a day about giving and showcasing the life and the love of the one whom we are celebrating. Well, as I mentioned last week, several weeks ago, I recorded a, a variety of kind of mini messages for the Christmas season. And I just wanted to play a couple of those for you on this podcast. So without further ado, I want to talk about the sign of Christ's coming when the angels declared it. To the shepherds, it's a rich meditation to me, and I really hope it'd be just an encouragement and a benefit to you on this very special Christmas day. Well, if you have your Bibles, uh, Luke chapter two is where we're going to be. And as we're getting into this Christmas series, uh, just want to focus on this grand thought of Jesus uh, being born in a in a little manger. Uh, you, you know the story well, but here's Joseph and Mary, and they're called down to leave this place from Nazareth, which is about 80 to 100 miles north, and travel south down to Bethlehem. And uh, here they are, they're registering down at, the, uh, down at Bethlehem. And of course, Mary's nine months pregnant, and I don't know about you, but if I was nine months pregnant, well, if I was nine months pregnant, we'd have other, some other problems. But, <laughs> but if I was with someone who was nine months pregnant, going on an 80 to 100 mile journey would not be, that does not make any sense. I mean, even going on an airplane ride, if you're nine months pregnant, is not wise, let alone let's get on a donkey and let's walk you know, 80 to 100 miles. Uh, but here's Mary, she gets down, <clears throat> and again she gives birth in a manger, uh, and whether that was actually the bottom of someone's house, whether it was a rock outcropping, uh, or whether it was actually a stable, there's, there's speculation what that actually may have been. But regardless, uh, she, she gives birth to Jesus. And in Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 7, uh, what I want to do is I just want to talk about these shepherds that are given this incredible sign. So listen, this is Luke chapter 2, verse 7. It says, And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not! And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it has been told them. Oh, what an incredible passage. I hear these shepherds out on this field in the middle of Bethlehem. And again, Bethlehem is the place of shepherds. Uh, typically, in fact, Bethlehem was a place of the priestly shepherds. And we've talked about this before, but typically the shepherds were the youngest members of the family. And, uh, you know, you take the youngest kids, you kind of throw them out with the sheep and say, okay, give your life to the sheep and, you know, fight off the wolves. And uh, which makes sense for some of our youngest, younger siblings. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, they, they, they take the youngest kids and they, they put them out with the sheep. <clears throat> and isn't it interesting in the middle of the night, here are these angels who show up to the shepherds. And in this culture, the shepherds were the lowest in, in the economy, right? I mean, these, these, shepherding was not like this highfalutin kind of thing. It was this lowly thing. And so here are these angels who go to the lowest and not just the lowest but probably likely teenagers and they say, whoa, hey, congratulations. Hey, we bring you good news with great joy. Isn't that a great statement? I just love that idea. And what is the good news? Listen to this. The good news is that there's this baby born in the city of David in Bethlehem who is the Messiah, the Lord. You realize that for thousands of years the, the the jews were just anxiously awaiting salvation they're waiting for their messiah there's been 400 years of silence since the end of the old testament and now for the first time this declaration is being made and what is a declaration hey there's good news coming that things have been silent for 400 years there's been no prophetic voice and now there's something good happening what is it this messiah that you've been waiting for this messiah that's been prophesied thousands of years before to Adam and Eve in the garden, this one who's going to stomp upon the head of the serpent, hey, this one that's going to actually restore Israel, hey, this one that is actually going to bring salvation, whose name itself is God is our salvation, this, the angels say, "Woo, he's here. And isn't it interesting? They, didn't, they did not trumpet it down at the temple. They trumpeted it down to the lowly people who are probably teenagers out in the fields. And they said, the, the angel says, this will be a sign for you. Oh, there's a sign. How are you going to know? Hey, what, what, is the, what is the picture of this Messiah going to be? The sign is you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Now, those of us who grew up in the church, you know, and we, we've seen the Christmas cantatas and, you know, we drive down the road and we see the little decorations and we're always like, oh, right, here's this baby in this, in this little manger and it's cute. But you realize this is a sign. This is this is there's profundity in this. Well, why is this a sign? Oh, it's because they're talking to priestly shepherds. And if you understand that what's happening in the culture, this becomes beautiful. So, so here is this angel who looks at a priestly shepherd, who says, "All right, priestly shepherd, I want you to go to a stable, and in the stable you're going to find this little baby who's wrapped in these little swaddling clothes, and he's going to be lying in a manger." That actually meant something to a priestly shepherd. Well, what did it mean? Well, in this culture, what the priestly shepherds would do, again, the priestly shepherds were often from Bethlehem. Bethlehem is about five miles from Jerusalem. And Jerusalem needs a whole bunch of sacrifices. And so here you are, you're, you're raising your flocks. Why? Because, hey, we're going to sacrifice them down at the temple. So these priests, these priestly shepherds, would be caretaking for the animals. And when they had to take a little lamb, one years old, and bring the little lamb over to the temple for sacrifice, what they would do is these shepherds would bring the little lamb and put it in a manger and take swaddling clothes and wrap the little lamb up so it couldn't move its arms. Or, or not arms, its little limbs. Why? Because as you're going these five miles, if the little lamb breaks its leg, it's no longer the perfect sacrifice. So you, you would swaddle it and you would carry the little lamb so it couldn't move. Now think of the profundity, profundity of that. Here is an angel saying, hey, the Messiah is here. Oh, do you know what the sign's going to be? You're gonna see him wrapped up in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So, in the mind of the shepherd, what were they been what would they have been thinking? This Messiah who is coming is actually a little lamb for sacrifice. That is beautiful to me. I mean, that is, especially when you get into the book of Hebrews and the fact that he here is Jesus, who is the Lamb. Right? John, in, the, in the book of John is talking about hey, I looked and I saw the lamb. That there's this language of, hey, he is the land. he is the perfect sacrifice. And that was so countercultural to our understanding of a Messiah. The Messiah was gonna be this conqueror, the Messiah was gonna come in and just kick Rome off the throne. The Messiah was gonna come in and restore things. And the angel says, No, 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 you missed the point. The Messiah who is coming in, oh, it's gonna be a sacrifice. And there's gonna be a sign to you. And what's the sign? He's gonna be wrapped in swollen clothes and lying in a manger. And isn't it neat? the shepherds, who apparently left their sheep or dragged the sheep with them. But they said, hey, let's see this sign. And they run over and they see Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And isn't it neat that when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And everyone they told, it says that they wondered at what the shepherds told them. This is interesting. They said, they would have been thinking, right? Like this, that's not what we've been expecting. This is odd. But listen what the shepherds did. It says, when they returned, they were glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. You realize that the one who came, who humbled himself and became a little baby is our perfect lamb of sacrifice. And isn't it amazing that in this season, even though we're celebrating his birth, In some aspects, we are celebrating his work. The fact that Christ came. Why? So he could bring about salvation for his people. That he is the perfect sacrifice. That he is the little lamb wrapped up who's going to be brought to the temple sometime later and sacrificed. And I, I would love for us to be walking into this season not with the consumerism, not with the dazzle of the lights and all that kind of stuff and the music, as grand as that is, wouldn't it be interesting to walk into this season with Jesus as our focus? And I, I want to I actually respond like the shepherds did, that they ran to see it. And when they saw the reality of this sign, they could not help but tell everybody around them. And everyone was left in wonder. And even if they didn't respond, at least the shepherds were glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. See, I want that to be my heart this, this Christmas season. See, I, I want, to, as we're celebrating the life of Jesus, the birth of Christ, not just to be a, well, this is the season. I want this to be the season where we're just, whoa, we are captured by the reality of who he is and what he has done, and we should be responding with glorifying and praising God for all that we have heard and we have seen. And I want us to march into the season with that attitude. I think that would change everything for us, wouldn't it? Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you that you are the perfect sacrifice. Thank you that you're willing to humble yourself and be born in a little tiny stable. And the first people who heard of your birth, the coming of the Messiah, was not kings, but lowly shepherds. And Lord, may we respond like the shepherds who just cannot help ourselves but Tell the people around us of this grand reality, this sign that we have seen. And Lord, of nothing else, may we respond with glorifying and praising you for you are worthy. Thank you for being the sacrificial lamb on our behalf. We love you. In your precious, powerful name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening to this special Christmas edition of the Deeper Christian Podcast. For show notes of this episode, please visit deeperchristian.com forward slash 140 for episode 140. And until next time, know I am wishing you a very Merry Christmas as you build your life around the one who has come, Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas.